medical study on the effects of marijuana use confirms that everyone knows you're high and that you'll most likely never stop feeling like this. Your parents know you're high. Welcome back to Everyone Knows You're High, starring the Grow Guru and myself, Eric. This week, our guest is Kelsey, representing all, well, herself as a mom in the ganja world. Thank you for joining us. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Auntie's Garage. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being courageous enough to come on this podcast and share your story as a mom who uses cannabis, you know, I even, fuck, I feel nervous, like, I feel, like, hesitant to even say it out loud, because I know it's a, it's a big thing, you know what I mean, and it's not something to take lightly to put this shit out there for the world, you know what I mean, we have tens of people that watch this shit, (laughs) (laughs) no, but for real, though, just thank you, you appreciate it, thank you so much um, for having me, yeah, no, I'm excited, it's a bold move, man, just coming out and just being like, hey, you know, I'm a mom and I use cannabis. You know, it's not a bad thing at all. Like, we're trying to break that stigma. That's what we're trying right. to do, right? Say, like, you know, we're responsible individuals. Like, I'm right. a father. I, I smoke all the time, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, mm-hmm. that doesn't say anything against me and my fatherhood. You know, I shouldn't. Now we want to hear from a female's perspective and how they are, you know, and how cannabis helps them through the journey of motherhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's yes. true. We all know a lot of people out there who are moms who do use cannabis, but, you know, that's personal, and they're not going to profess that to the world. Right. Or the tens of people. Yeah. Right. Listening the tens of people watching, watching around the county. Around this neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dude, um, I'm going to start off with the thankful joint, and I'm going to steal it from everybody, okay? Okay, I got to think. Uh, thankful for the moms out there who are strong and raising daughters, sons, and whole families on their shoulders. So shout out to the fucking moms out there, man. Kudos. Shout out to the mamas. It's like moms. taking a sip before a cheers when I do that. Sorry. Women, we're everything. Yeah. Mine is going to be controversial. Uh-oh. Fucking Eric. I love it. I'm going to shout it. out and be <laughs> say that I'm thankful for cheap products made from China. <laughs> Because you're able to get things you need easily <laughs> via the mail and the internet at super cheap prices. Probably not the safest practices. Definitely not supporting. Show us what you got for two dollars. Are man. you being paid by China? I am not being not. paid. This is a fucking. But I got these fucking <laughs> sick ass sunglasses for like two dollars and eighty nine cents on Timu. And a fucking Rubik's Cube. The fucking... I got a ton of other shit, too. <laughs> oh Full-body kid tattoos and but, shit. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, thanks to them for, like, I don't know, however they get that shit done and All being right. able to produce this episode's this kind of shit for $2.89. <laughs> <laughs> Free shipping from Hong Kong. 
<laughs> nah, uh, maybe it's not hungry. That's the most check. fuck. I, oh, bro, that's so fucking awesome. Thank fuck you, CCP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called again? What's the website? Timu. Timu. T E M U. Get all your fucking quality products at timu.com. Oh, no, not quality. <laughs> it was fucking sarcastic. Bro. Oh, okay. Yeah, the yeah. fucking glasses breaks. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it will. <laughs> I'll sneeze in the fucking. But you're fly up until that point. <laughs> I'm going to leave them on the rest of the episode, actually. Fuck yeah, dude. That's what's all up. Right. I love it. All right, what are you thankful for? I am so grateful for the ocean. Nice. Growing up, um,. I grew up in Laie, and we were one of the only houses with a pool in the backyard. Cool. I grew up in my grandma's house, my grandma and grandpa's house. Not by choice. Um, you know, my parents couldn't afford to buy a house yet, so we were the ones that lived with them. Got you. Um, so the pool was the go-to for me because why would my mom want to walk us to the beach or drive us to the beach when there's a pool in the backyard? She could just watch us from the house, mm-hmm. right? So, <clears throat> I never truly had a relationship with the ocean growing up that I do now ever since moving back um, a year and a half ago. So, it's so beautiful and I'm just so grateful on so many levels. So, that's always the first thing that comes to mind. What are you grateful for? The ocean. Hell yeah. <laughs> the ocean, because I need her like every day, every day. Without the ocean, I mean, that's our identity as islanders. Like being surrounded She's by everything. the ocean. Yep. But not just for us, for everyone. Water oh. is everything. Oh, yeah. And that's, we're, we're surrounded by so much of it that I feel we can, and I know from experience, take for granted very easily. Yeah. Nice. Word up. Mr. Bud Naked back there. Oh, yeah. Shout out to the production crew. We got a full production yeah, crew. This episode. Thank, so thank you, guys. Uh, no. Nah, I mean, it's close enough. <laughs> Just coming back around. Bud Naked? No, you passed it it went that way. Oh, damn. That was bad. Hit it again. Hit it. I don't want to be like that. I feel Just like pretend you are. Nobody can see. I'm a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I don't know. Can I say this? I'm going to say I'm grateful for the Jungle Cup coming up. Yeah. Yeah, you can say that. Yeah. Shout out to Andrew, man. Putting Shout on a great Andrew. event. Mm-hmm. Hard work, man. That's amazing. He's pulling all that imagine. shit like pretty much by himself, yeah? Right. What That's a is lot the of Jungle work, Cup? Man. It's like a, a cannabis competition, I guess you want to call it, for growers. And honestly, like, he does it right the way he does his criteria. It's much like how we do our phenol hunts here. Mm-hmm. Um, the requirements are realistic. Uh, it's well organized, and he has a really good following. So he brings pretty much the best growers in the state to I his event. Yeah. That was a good segue, huh? <coughs> awesome. <coughs> Jungle Cup. So, well, this is going to air already, but you'll see me and the guru out there. Yes, sir. When is the Jungle Cup? Saturday. This weekend. This Saturday? Right? Yep. Yeah. This Saturday. For all the people on the live, you guys can go check it out. Go Where say is hi it? to the guru. On the Big Island. Yes? No? Yep. It's on the Big Island in Pahoa. And um, if you guys say what's up and mention the podcast, then I got a free pack of seeds from the homie, Professor P, Dynasty Genetics. So I'll have some um, uh, moose and lobster. I'll have some kiwi on me um, and some other like organ lemons and stuff like that. So just say what's up. Mention the podcast and you'll get a free pack of seeds. Stickers. Give me some stickers. Oh, and stickers? Oh, shit. Stickers. Oh, I found. Did I tell you? I showed you. I found yeah. that stack, the big ones. Yeah, that's mine. Hell yeah. We'll give you some stickers before Top you leave. Some swag. Hell yeah. Swag. That's what, it, what? <laughs> that's what it's called. Yeah, we'll give you some stickers. 
<laughs> stuff we That's all we get. That's what swag stands for. Stuff we all get. Oh, yeah? I love it. Didn't know yeah. That. I didn't know that, dude. Fuck. Swag, bro. How do you know these things all the time? Fuck. I'm like in tune with like <laughs> society, pop culture, and all that shit, Mr. son. Google. Fuck yeah, dude. I got a lot of free time. I watch a lot of TV and YouTube. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, shit. No, I'm just, yeah. In it. That's not a bad I'm thing. in it, yo. As long as you're absorbing it, you're mm-hmm. good. I know we talked before about, like, um, you didn't use during your pregnancy, right? Yes. But um, I was reminded of something. Thank you. Mm-hmm. My doctor, like, was totally open to me doing it, though. I remember that. But because that wasn't even an option in my mind, because I wasn't even doing it um, once I found out I was pregnant mm-hmm. and I wasn't into ganja the way I am now, then I was into drinking more. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't even a thought. But he was totally open. And again, Washington State is totally legal. So right. you smell this everywhere. And it's right. actually, you know, people are like, oh, the smell, the smell. I'm like, would you rather smell cigarettes everywhere? Right. Because I would rather smell this everywhere. Mm-hmm. We smell yeah. it everywhere. Yeah. And it's literally normal. Like, no one blinks. Like, it's just, no one freezes up or, or like, makes a face, <coughs> anything. It's just so accepted. It's so nice. Yeah. It's good. Uh, it's good that they Bye. embrace that. Because here in Hawaii, I know that um, I had a friend they literally taped a bag to his daughter when she was born to collect urine because they were cannabis users. So he was like, you know, he felt like that was a fucking straight infringement on their family's rights that they Wait, would do that to the daughter. Who did that to the daughter? I don't want to. Oh, the doctors. Oh. Oh, yeah. To piss test the baby? To see if she had, to see if she had cannabis in her system. a violation in so many ways. Oh, so do they do that for all babies? Do they, do they check for alcohol? Do they check for all other drugs? Do they, no, of course not. No, they don't. No, I feel like that's so biased and prejudiced. Yeah, like what's their reasoning for having a, are all to run those tests on a newborn baby. I mean, run the other tests. Make sure well, it can hear and see. Well, it was a CPS-ordered test, yeah. Was there a history of, like, bad parenting and shit or something? Like, why did they have they have That's a reason to test her? You're so it's goddamn cool with those fucking glasses. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can't even look at you right now. You're emitting this bright exactly. light. It's just fucking... Can't look directly at no, you. But so glad. You're like I mean, Elton just, John. Yeah, you're right. It does seem like an dreads. infringement of, like, your freedoms and privacy to just be like testing your baby unless there was like a history that led like gave them reason to do it but, but even, even that, still like yeah, you're yeah. just a cannabis user you know what i mean like fucking if you found anything else maybe but you went to great lengths to prove that these people were using cannabis a medical That's card what if a card he had a medical card at that time so i yeah but I, he never gave birth to the baby the wife did also yeah yeah, yeah. did she have a card yes that's what I asked. Did she yes. have a card? He did. Oh, did she? Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know my boy has, guaranteed, and both of them in the house have. But anyway, so. anyway, yeah, I'm not arguing. I agree. It's fucked up. No, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, you're, you have risk, and that's like, that plays in my head as a parent. Like, fuck, dude. Like, these kids, some kids guaranteed have gotten taken away because they've tested positive for cannabis. Like, huh. I know, like, it, it doesn't look good. You know, by by Western know fucking standards, but at the same time, like you gotta look at what's there. You know, like right. this mom probably drank in her. But pre- I know some during like her pregnancy. Like I was telling you, you don't earlier, know. I was telling you earlier. Like I know some or a mom who was drug tested during her pregnancy by her doctor 
But then I also know moms who never had a drug test during their entire pregnancy. And like, then it wasn't over a thing. Here, my OB was like, stress kills. Oh, <laughs> right. right. Stress is the worst thing if you need. And I was like, no, 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 I'm good. You know, like, yeah. I was, that wasn't even an option. But it's all about perspective. Right. And Washington State is just, it's so diverse with culture, people. Um, like that's where Starbucks, Amazon, Microsoft was all founded, you know, mm -hmm. so you're just surrounded by so many different energies, inspiring energies, but everything is just so open and like, um, progressive and innovative. Right. Yep. It's just, so it's just, uh, you have to be open and mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, I think we definitely need to catch up. No. And I think the legality here. of it in Washington versus other places would ha have something to do with a doctor, like suggesting it. Right, that was in Washington, right? Oh, but it's federally yeah. illegal, though. No, but still, though, doctors who are in an area where it's legal at the state level, they might be more prone to be a little more open. You know what I mean? True. You but know what I mean? Who could tattle on them? Stress is the is the number one killer, and so like we go back to intention, like how you mm. said, everything. What is your intention for doing it? As a mom, even even if you're pregnant, pregnant or not, what is your intention? What is my intention? What is your intention? every day that you do it you know it's just that's what it comes down to so it's just very interesting when people choose to police certain intentions or mm -hmm. certain situations um yeah everything in moderation i know women that drink wine kind of regularly not every day but it's like monthly you know mm -hmm. and it's their doctors are okay with it mm -hmm. or just and again i'm not you know wait while pregnant Wine, red wine is proven to have benefits the red, and yeah. small and it's and you're not it abusing always, it. That's why you're that's just having the like point. It always comes back to dosage. So what mm -hmm. is wrong with microdosing or um, microdosing edibles mm -hmm. for moms who are mm -hmm. hapai, right? <coughs> and here's the thing, like what I would want to see is more data being done on these cases. Like I want I want the government to put their money towards studies like this. That way it's like, OK. No, this is no. why. Right. Or yes. Or yes. This is why. Right now we're shooting in the fucking dark. Well, everything is anecdotal. It's just moms who say their kids are gifted. Like I smoked weed while I was pregnant. My son or daughter is gifted. Yeah. <laughs> That's how a lot of them sound. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being honest. I'm trying to be funny at the same time. But like <laughs> it like, but all that anecdotal evidence is got to stand for something that it does have an effect on these kids who do come out more emotionally mature and like in tune with shit and like more receptive mm -hmm. just a little i've never met a mom who was smoking cannabis that anything was wrong with their kid right 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 <laughs> or like and they might even they might even be a little bit on the better side yeah 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 like, hey your kid screams a lot like i drank yeah, a lot. i was like, making a joke earlier i was just trying to be funny but you might like this with the intention thing you're saying and you might have heard of this but you know how like you hold a crystal and you can set an intention in a crystal and do all that shit and like oh, get energy, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. What's on cannabis? What's on buds? Trichomes is an oil gland. Oh, it's not it's little not crystals. Crystal. Crystal. Damn it. God little. damn it. They look I, I know. I was gonna say they're I like tiny little crystals, yo. Metaphorically bridge, they're crystals. Talk they about shooting like... in the fucking dark, dude. That was like the shot in the pitch black. Damn it. Holy but I was going to say, you could like set your intention with smoking weed and you're like putting oh, that energy into all always. these thousands of little crystals. No, I mean, Fuck you. technically. <laughs> Hater. No. 
Fuck. But Kill my <laughs> metaphysical dreams. From this podcast yet, but the know, plant like, can still hear so you. Long. The water in your bong can hear you. Like there's energy everywhere. Um, yeah, energy you everywhere. Still, you can still set it. your intention before no, yeah. every It's still ceremonial and you can Absolutely. still like use it as a, Yeah, yeah. But damn it. Really but to each their own. But that's what everybody says. Like, oh, look the crystals. So I thought, oh, crystals. <laughs> I always do metaphorically. People refer to it what? as crystals. Right? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Huh? My bad for thinking it was literal. <laughs> Save it. <Shit>. Save it. <laughs> now you know it's not crystals. It's oil glands. Fuck you, man. You've been smoking that shit for fucking how long already? That's exactly. That's the crystals, bro. I know, that's why I get like. <laughs> you, get the, you get the energy. Yeah, yeah. The energy <coughs> is everywhere. It's just about us tapping into that shit. You know, I'm sorry. I'm gonna be fucking honest. I, I, can't, I, can't see, I can't see the benefits of crystals. That's right, I said it. Yeah, that's fine. It's not for that's everybody. That's perfectly fine. Right, right, right. I was just going to say. I, it's pretty. I like it. Like yeah. I appreciate the, the grains of the stones. They and, look you know? cool. And yeah, it's cool, man. But like, I don't know. It's hard to prove. Yeah, I mean. How do you how do you feel about that? I don't know. I feel like there has been experiments done with like what crystals can and can't do. I'm just not the guy to fucking tell you. <laughs> Look it up on <laughs> I'm not fucking the guy, but I know there's something to them and how they can like fucking store information and shit and like I don't know. No, there's something so it's about basically them. just like grounding, right? So how have you guys ever heard of like if you fly anywhere um to adapt to that time zone the fastest you like go as soon as you land or whenever you get to wherever you're gonna like stay whatever you just like take your shoes off and just walk in the grass just walk on the ground ground yourself to the earth there to like have your body um align with that time zone so um you don't get jet lag or it's mm. supposed to help like decrease jet lag mm. basically it's that same thing um as we ground so the ocean is a huge grounding source for me i'm double water sign i don't know how into zodiac probably not a lot of into zodiacs this or motherfucker don't <laughs> he's like oh fuck 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 but i know enough to carry a conversation so let's fucking do it and make this motherfucker uncomfortable the, Reject. I've, literally, <laughs> I've literally only been interested in learning about myself and trying to understand myself but because i'm a double water sign out of my big three um, water grounds me the most, mm. the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, when we were in Washington, I, we needed to go to rivers. Like, our bodies, like, needed the water. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I'm so grateful that we made friends. We, when we bought our house, we lived right next to a reservation. And so I ended up working at the casino over there, yeah. making friends as a cocktail server. Um, and so I would wear a fake pool kinikini in my ear right so those who knew knew like that's right. how i could tell like those who are actually from the islands or had that connection to the islands right <clears throat> anyways made friends from that tribe like high up in that tribe and just like got to know people we had a little food business that we tried out making candies and shit you know um just for polynesians polynesians in our area sorry and the natives like loved it and mm. then we realized and we learned that like 
the Native Americans are just like, they're like cousins to the Polynesians. Like everything is family, food, like good vibes. And um, they're just very in tune, like how we are. A lot of indigenous cultures are like that. Right. Family is number one. That was just my first like experience of living near anyone other than like Polynesian cultures, you know, other, other indigenous, I guess. So that was such a beautiful experience, but Mm -hmm. just experience the waters over there. um, Yeah. So amazing. Was it the same as if you just jump in the ocean here? No, it's different. Mm. First of all, it's cold as fuck. (laughs) It's cold, you know, it's because it's coming straight from the mountain. How about the grounding? Were you as grounded there in the rivers? Hawaii is special in that way. Yes, Hawaii has a different foster Our at. waters are healing. Hell yeah. I heard this thing so. that whatever longitude or whatever latitude Hawaii is on, whatever parallel it is mm-hmm. on Earth, there are similar things on other planets on the if you were to break give those line you know, those planets the same parallels and whatever. Like on Mars, there's like a mountain on one, and on another planet is like the big storm is on that like same parallel. So like, there's something about that ley line mm-hmm. on planets that has energy. And fucking Powerful Big Island Monica is like right on I one. I was gonna say, Powerful energy. Mm. No, so okay, going back to the casino. One night I was working, and like I said, um, I got to meet a lot of natives. Well, this person randomly came up to me. They're like, "Oh, you're from Hawaii." Everyone knew me as the um, Hawaiian girl because the flower. And they randomly told me this story about people from, I don't know if it was the Tulalip tribe or if that person was just indigenous to another tribe in Washington state, but they knew a father and a son who came to our islands to study um, like under, under a kahuna Mm -hmm. in some practice and they both ended up passing like that's how strong it, it was too strong the mana was too strong for them and this person is telling me this like yeah your guys' land is so powerful like everything there like your guys culture is so like so powerful and i was just like oh dang i was like i'm so i'm so sorry but yeah yeah you're right it is <laughs> sorry dang. for your loss no i i didn't know how to like but i was just like oh my gosh like i was just i you wasn't like, expecting yeah that. <laughs> no, but that's so just, awesome they went there it, oh fuck fuck i'm not sorry. a happy but ending but it um it confirms how powerful not just our land, not just our waters, but our people are. And I truly feel like we're sleeping on ourselves. And yeah, we just have to figure out ways um, around things to level up with the colonizers who keep coming and settlers who keep coming and coming. You know how I'll, I'll tie this all in? to what we were talking about before. Um, de-evolution, right? Mm-hmm. So us as indigenous people, we had it right while we're here. Yes. So the more Western influence we have, the more we de-evolutionize and takes us further away and from our lost. land. Yes. You know, look at gentrification. Boom, right there. Fucking guys moving to Seattle. Mm-hmm. In Washington State, they're moving to Nevada, you know, Oregon, California, because the cost of living is so expensive directly caused the gentrification of Hawaii, you know? But do you think the bigger cause, these are all, what you're describing are all symptoms of a bigger thing, and that's like the lack of realization that there is a connection to everyone and everything. Because people will exploit things because they don't see themselves in that thing, right? They exploit resources, they exploit people right. because they, there's hard. a disconnect. Right. Exactly. 
So is the bigger problem that disconnect yes. and realizing or people thinking that there's a difference and all mm-hmm. this shit and or or they're not thinking because they've never felt it. I was getting more along the Maybe. lines of like our cultural practices that mm-hmm. kept us rooted, mm-hmm. you know, like um, the kapu system. Mm-hmm. You know, we totally go away from that and have DLNR fucking back us up on that shit. That's natural resources, you know, uh, colonization, people coming over in mass quantities. Now you got to think about fucking natural resources where we didn't, you know, our ancestors had it down to a fucking science that we have this much resources for this much people. And this is how we're going to make it work. And nowadays, it's this fucking capitalism at its fullest. You know? We got to kind of fucking think about it and, and re, you know, re, regroup and recalibrate and think about what's important. You don't think that if Hawaii was left alone at Kalakau, where it got where it got taken over, if it never happened and Hawaii was left its own country, you don't think it would look and feel similar to it is today with our technology and our society it would just be like its own country? True, but the, the influence of capitalism plays a Still big role. Still have that, though. Yeah, but it'll just be an idea. Look at, like, Oha and all these places. Like, yeah, but, dude. There's, like, Hawaiians who are fucking over Hawaiians, right? Oh, dude, yeah. Hawaiians be fucking Hawaiians nonstop. Back then, even Hawaiians was fucking over Hawaiians. Sorry, yeah, getting no, no, deep, no, no. getting not, <laughs> not in the ancestral times. I'm talking about like that set of rules, that mm. set, that mindset. You know, yeah, we're gonna have Western influences coming into what we're we're dealing with in the 21st century, but our core values and what was held important to us would be a lot different now. Because mm-hmm. I I can fucking drive down the road. And there's a bus stop at the corner. Nine out of ten kids are staring at their phone. You know, fucking out of those nine kids, they all look the same as far as how they dress and how they act and everything. So there's an influence that's being imposed on these kids. They're not even fucking knowing this shit. And now, like, that is, to me, how they're getting us separated from our culture is by influencing the young ones and getting them stuck to this, you know, template in which they have to act. For sure, for sure. So I felt this, I can't remember how many years ago, but... It could have been when everything was going on with the Mauna because I felt like that's when something inside of me like shook and I had all these questions, like all of a sudden, like a lid off of a jar open and now I had all these questions that I wanted answered because I felt so disconnected. That's why. And um, I feel like our generation is truly the generation where it's split and it's... You have half who are just doing as they're told, passing down what they're told. Mm -hmm. And then the other half who are like, wait, wait, maybe not, um, maybe not this. We'll pass this down, but maybe not this. Like this works, this don't anymore. Um, Let's do this this way. I don't want to do this this way. You know, this wasn't necessarily right. Um, Let's fix this. You're talking about learning just through generations. Yes, in in just everything. And I truly, I say that because I feel like this, and this ties into um, how we're going backwards, right? With each generation, it should get better. Mm. So why is it not, you know? Um, And I just have a very interesting perspective because my mom is Hawaiian, but my dad is Tongan. Mm. And he came straight from Tonga. He was born in Tonga and came with, you know, the Fijians, the Maoris, the Samoans, all that helped 
to build Laie, right, to what it is today, um, has a lot to do with the church and the Polynesian Cultural Center. So my dad is an immigrant, first generation, you know, and so I saw things from his standpoint and his parents' ways of doing things. And then there's my mom where, like I said, I come from a very educated family. My grandpa's a first principal of Kuku Elementary. Everything is order, everything is education, everything is religion, you know. There's a way of doing things and this, this, this. So um, I truly feel like I got the best of both worlds because yeah. I truly got to see uh, struggle in a sense, you know, of like my grandparents trying to find their way, um, working at the Polynesian Cultural Center, growing up, growing up around our different Polynesian um, cousins and and the families and just the way that they did things and just learning and that's one of the things or reasons why I'm so grateful for being raised on that side because it is our own little melting pot that we have, you know, going to Kahuku, graduating from Kahuku. Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. But yeah, our people are so amazing and I just feel like we deserve so much. We deserve so much. Our Hawaiian people deserve so much. <clears throat> In Washington, it was so interesting to see how tribes like made money and gave it back to their people and how that money system worked. And I was like, wait, why do why do we not have this? Like it, it, I was just like, why do our Hawaiian people at least not have this? You know, like, I don't know. It's just we really got the short end of the stick. A lot of it is just mentality because we're working from home or we, we, we bring home with us. So, like, working in contract work, doing um, side jobs and stuff, I'd have work alongside Filipinos. Mm-hmm. I'd hear them talking about how they would take the money from the job and they'd send it back to the Philippines because the appreciated value of the dollar, right? Right. So whatever dollar it was to the pesos, pesos, right? Filipino? Sure. Yeah. Raja? Okay. Well, it was like a big jump. Mm-hmm. So they would actually work in America and send over the money, and the, the exchange would be lucrative for them. <coughs> us Polynesians take home with us wherever we go. So, like, our ohana is the people we take care of. Our mm-hmm. tribe, if you're, mm-hmm. you know, um, exporting Hawaiians to the mainland. Mm-hmm. Um, we just take care of our own up there. Right. You know, we, we, we are the minority, yeah. And yes. sending it home wouldn't really do much because the cost of living is so cheap where they're at. There's mm-hmm. no appreciated value coming back home to the islands. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why we don't see it, you know. But, but well, like I'm talking about like tribal cards. Yeah. Like they had these tribal cards where like oh. it didn't matter what um, tribe you were from. People that came to, to let up to gamble and stuff oh. from a different tribe, they just showed it. They got same discount, same everything, like Word. indigenous. Yeah, yeah it's and like just your like, a card. no, like the U.S. gives them, like the government yeah, gives them like like money and and resources as well as well as whatever their tribe brings in like hawaii isn't and hawaiians aren't really recognized on the same level as like i saw that americans and shit because for one hawaiians don't have reservations homestead but that ain't that's yeah that's what you got you got hawaiian homelands who's like got a fucking list as long as yeah fucking god knows what you know what i mean but i'm just saying like they're not uh, like treated the same as i agree it's kind of fucked up we're not even recognized you said it and i saw that heavily trippy yeah 
like Native Hawaiian should get a card, and if you go to the mainland and go to a res and fucking go somewhere, you should be treated as an also First Nations people. Just around our own islands or on each island kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Different places we get discounts. Yeah. Specific Kama places. <laughs> no, but it's different we, from Kama. No, it's like yeah. it's more for us because we're Kanaka Maoli. That's that's different. That's rights right there. Oh, yeah. You know we don't. No, have but that's what I mean. Like the state of Hawaii feels like. Oh, that's what you get. You're Kama Aina. That's what you're. That's yeah, what. Thirty cents off a gallon. That's a state thing. That's like a strictly voluntary thing. Yeah, like, it's yeah. not like the state's like you need to offer Kama Aina. No, you know it's what like, you get a ridiculous. It's yeah, like a, a voluntary thing. Right. It's, no, yeah, it should be, but I don't know if anybody's even like fighting for that. Right. Yeah. But Kama is anybody in the ledge no. or any Hawaiian organization fighting for something like that? Brenton Ava, shout out to yes, Brenton Ava. <laughs> Saving all the chickens, yeah. So you know, eat all the chickens. Another red ring. Because like the state of Hawaii, when they don't want gambling for one, you know what I mean? No, of course. But even if they did allow it in the state. It'd be private and it'd be tax, you know, like that kind of shit. But if it was like how the on the mainland is, where it's like on a reservation, the casino own operated by a tribe, money goes back Take into the tribe. Take it a lot in Hawaii. You know what I mean? No, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? A bunch of worms. It, I don't know how that would even look like here. What you mean? Like where? There's a way. Oh, there's it's, so it's, much fucking cool places. Some of the reses though up there. I don't know how they are in Washington, but I've been to the Midwest. Some of the res. The lands that they own are bigger than some of our islands. Yeah, but no. You can't. Nah, that might be an exaggeration. No, I could no, be wrong. Maybe yeah. bigger than but like Molokai. Like, there's, there's, there's ways, ways. Doing. Yeah. So I went to a Red Wing, a Red Hawk Casino in Sacramento. Right. Fucking into the mountain. Boop. Like it's underground Ooh, casino. Was it beautiful? Oh, must Maybe so the Res land is like just the perimeter of the property. <laughs> Like you have a reservation, but the only thing on it is the casino, and but still, right. all the money and proceeds and all right. that shit goes still That's back to, to the tribe. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Come on, Oha. But they get okay, they get to kind of run the tri- the reservation how they well, want to. Well, I was gonna say bit, they yeah. do because they have their own police. Yeah, yeah. Like the They'll police, they don't. No, they. I've, I, it's not the same as like as the town. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. it's only strictly for. The res. Like, I've seen it depicted on a TV show or something, but it's probably based in reality where, like, a state cop came on the res and was doing something, and the res police told him, Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like, you're on it's our shit. Rules. Like, we'll take care it of really it. It really is. The only people that can go on there and act like that is the Fed. So, like, state. I don't know. Even yeah, still, no, they even probably the will. The Fed can. They got to follow federal yeah. rules still. The, no, the that Fed makes is sense. the only people that can the come government. in and be like, right. oh, you guys kind of do this. That's the worst. I but feel yeah, like you still flex like, on the federal government. I was watching some shit on that too where, yeah, like it was like real shit, like body cam footage of like the res co- um, cops like kicking off like state police. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, you can't be here and like get yeah. the fuck off our land. Like, fuck it. Like, they'll fuck off mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the feds can come in and say shit to them though. Because it's not, that's, that's the thing. That's the thing. But yeah, no, that's the thing why it's kind of an illusion, yeah. Yeah. The, the whole what they I mean you know it's good they got their land but at the same time they're really still controlled by right. the US you know by the federal right. government they still set the rules for them because that's what Department of Interior they deal with yeah so that's why a lot of Hawaiians don't want that <clears throat> like I'm I'm personally against it because to me it don't make sense that makes sense you know what I mean like that's you're not really giving us back our freedom if mm-hmm. we do that you're mm-hmm. still controlling mm-hmm. us to a certain mm-hmm. extent you know the old like, smoke and mirrors yeah Okay, so then it needs to be our people sourcing that shit for our own people. True. But people cannot get together to do it. That's yeah, the problem. That's, that's the biggest pickle. 
that goes back to what I was saying earlier. The biggest problem is the fact that everybody doesn't feel like we're connected. If everybody just realized we're all fucking one, you'd work together instead of fighting over dumb shit. If Kalinoa and Oha can never get along, how are we ever going to unify? The Greens said it, right? Well, fuck Oha. Yeah, I feel, that's what I'm saying. Like A lot of people feel that way, but... It's a state agency. They're never going to do anything for the people. It's a state agency. That's what I'm saying. Even the fact that people are like, fuck that Oha, be, that's a disconnect. And people that are not from here can vote. You know what I mean? Not, what do you mean? That's the thing. People who are not Hawaiians can vote in Oha. Or it's just not fair. What? Yeah, can, dude. Somebody filed a lawsuit. That's like <gasps> discrimination. That's why. So they got a fucking non-Hawaiian. I, yeah, I don't vote. <laughs> and most Wait, Hawaiian, as like a public, just Hawaiians the general vote. public can vote in Oha board? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anybody. It's everybody who gets a ballot gets to vote I for Oha. Yeah. So it's kind of rigged. State agency thing. You know? I guess that's, a, yeah, that's true. I guess it's better than them being fucking appointed by people you don't know, though. At least, in that sense, the public has a say. I mean, weird. You like the you like have the public vote on certain things, but not on certain things like what some or not all. I don't know how that shit works. Not Oha. Not Oha. Things that have to do with Hawaiian matters should be in Hawaiian hands. Absolutely, yeah. all day, every day. But it's just crazy how much we have to say that. Mm-hmm. So, um, back to the the, the women. Oh yeah, why do we? Know? No, that was a yeah. that was a hard right turn, but it was a cool right turn. Like what we were talking about was fucking pretty dope. Yeah. Um, everybody living here, Kanaka or not, should really adhere to adhere to that. You know, we are being treated differently. Um, we should come together, work together find a common goal that's reached you know what i mean that we can reach and work towards it without fucking pissing on each other's feet yeah. and i'm guilty as charged bro as far as like not doing my my duty um and making sure this happens you know so yeah, and another way we can bridge the gap and is break the stigma around cannabis which is what we're here to do and why you're here to sure. talk about it because i'm wondering like so like obviously you smoke like, have you felt stigmatized by the general public? Have you felt you needed to hide it? How's it? Here's a question. When was the first time you got high? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was hoping we could avoid this question. No, you guys are going to laugh because, guys, I didn't even smoke yet. What I do you mean? I just like, seen you smoke. No, 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 no. no, no when no. I... The first time I got high, I was a senior in high school. Um, I was with a girlfriend who smoked... And we met up with one of my husband's cousins, actually, one of our other friends who smoked as well. And we all jumped into her car and they were smoking. And my dumb ass was like, oh, no, I'm good. You know, I'm not, I don't smoke this Leave and the that. Windows up. That part. I, I was so ignorant because I didn't I didn't know anything. Right. Because I didn't smoke yet. <clears throat> we left their session and I'm driving <laughs> and I have to pull into the shopping center. We're up at the point, Lea Point. And I, I have to pull into the shopping center by Foodland and shit. And I call my, my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time. I was like, babe. And he's like, yeah. I was like, can you come drive? I was like, I don't know what the fuck is. I was like, I think I'm high. I was like, what the fuck? And my girlfriend's cracking up because she's like, you know, she was the one who smoked and shit. 
but I was like, this is my dad's car. Like, my dad gave me this car, but I'm like, gonna get, you know, I can't let anything happen to this car. And it was an old DeVille, you know, it wasn't anything special, but like, I tried to take as best care of that thing as I could. So he came and he had to drive us back to Kuku. It was the funniest shit. Up until then, <laughs> shout you, out like, to the boyfriend, man. <laughs> but like, up in clutch. Hey, like, right. what were your thoughts on like weed up until that point? Were you like against it? Did you know, like, well, I, I come from a very religious background, so I wasn't I, okay. I guess I will say I was against it, but not I was programmed to be against it. Mm. I'll say that I never really had an opinion because I don't like to judge things that I don't experience for myself sure. you know I've always been like that though so um I just knew that I was like oh my gosh like what is this feeling I knew that that feeling was different right. and that's so funny from just getting stoned from being in their chamber sesh but um so what was the first time you like intentionally got high <laughs> like <laughs> of your own free will you did it you know you're like I'm doing this this is my decision not somebody hot boxing me in and it was probably right after that incident because I was like, well, I feel like I felt what it feels like anyways. I might as well try it. So I'm sure I honestly don't remember. Um, That's a good one right there. It's but like, I don't remember. Was it like a I really don't. Um, it's like I felt it like I did it like I pretty much did it already. Might as well just do it again. Yes. This is not my first it's, time. And that, well, I guess that's why I remember that that story because i didn't even intend to get high right, right. And i got fucking I was on cloud nine driving down the point and i'm like whoa and so it's just like okay i was like sis i gotta pull into the into the shopping center she's fucking I was like, rolling what? well because i wasn't mentally because i never had experienced that right. so i was just like what is this and trying to like drive you know but don't worry i parked everything was fine yeah babe yeah <laughs> okay so how was anyways. the parking job <laughs> no no do you feel like you're like lied to, I guess? Because you said you're like programmed to not like it. So after you did it, how did you feel? Did you feel like, oh, this isn't everything they told me it was? Ooh, fucking mic. Ooh, um, I think it was like experimental for me because I think with ganja or just anything, right? Dosage is so important. Like, know your limits, handle your shit, right? Um, mm hmm. And I was trying to figure all of that out, and it's just so different from alcohol, and I wasn't, I wasn't used to the ganja. So, yes and no. Um, I feel like right after high school, when I first started experimenting with it, it was more of like trying to figure it out, but also party scene as well. Um, after I had my kids, though, because I stopped doing everything once I started having kids, and I started up again in like 2020. Um, it was different this time. It was more intentional, um, knowing that there it was like completely legal. So then it like almost encourages you to like learn about it. Like it's not something shamed upon. It's not something that's like looked down upon. It's like it's not taboo as it should or shouldn't be, you know? Yeah, right. So is there like a big difference in when you think about like you did your research on it and then from what you were told? Mm-hmm you know in in like the religious side mm -hmm. was there like a big difference would you say like oh they said this about it but when i did the research like it's kind of doesn't match up or mm -hmm. you know what i mean mm -hmm. is it um, kind of different in that way 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> a big difference. I don't know how old you are, big but difference. we we all kind of grew up in the D.A.R.E. program where it oh was my gosh, like yes. hammered. Yeah, okay. Like, you know, that was like oh my gosh, a yes. recurring theme through school, elementary school is drugs are bad, I'm okay? crying. But this, like, see, in that part right there, stop. It's not a drug. But that's what, I'm just. But I, that's what we were conditioned yeah, yeah, yeah. and programmed to believe. Right. That's what we're so I think not do. even just in religion, it's just in society, mm-hmm. period. I'm sure it was worse for her. Take a bite like, out of crime. In your, religion, in your religion that I'm assuming you were being from that side, like, it's that's pretty hardcore. Like, yeah. It is to do it um, non medicinally you know like to do it like for fun or for free recreational. um recreational it's accepted medicinally then? well now it is i think really? but that's just i think that's based but on the stigma around it changing societally you know what i mean yeah i feel like for that because you think about it right now like the not even to like take it away from the religious side like the ultra conservative right who would be against you know they were all about the war on drugs now not they're the like into it you know what i mean yeah. like because they see the money right but right but, but that's not right because how many aren't there still like thousands of people in jail still for yeah. marijuana they're working yeah. on an expungement but we all know how that works exactly like you know the real problem there is that it's the private prison system yeah, guaranteed. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, we're getting off topic. Oh, yeah. No, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway. It's been going so many. Right. Sorry, guys. Sorry, but like sorry, growing sorry. up in the D.A.R.E. program, I definitely felt had an effect on our outlook in that. For me, definitely. Like, you know. They still have D.A.R.E. <clears throat> yes, they do. They do? Yeah. My daughter went to it. I don't know what they it. need to bring back. I don't think they have anymore. Is it voluntary? Is it like no. just like... No, it's part of their class. Officer Ford shows up on the <laughs> Thursday and you just got to yeah, go. Because if there's an officer, you're going to tell him, fucking take my kids out of that bullshit. <clears throat> you lie, I'll tell him. You need to bring back um, McGruff. McGruff, the, McGruff, McGruff the crime dog. dog. Yeah, bullshit. Right. That's what's wrong with society uh, today. Yeah. We don't have McGruff trucks and you stuff no more. You got Bryson responding McGruff to truck. a fucking crime. I know. <laughs> I'm going to get him a McGruff fucking outfit. I feel like... um. Bring it back. The o- off topic, but the Oceanic Cable still have the McGruff stickers on them. They do. Yeah. I used to work for oh, Hankles and McCoy. Yeah. And then yeah. they had the fucking decal. That's a very Hawaii off. thing. People who uh. are watching this or listening to me and I will have no idea what the do hell Do they still talking. advertise it, though? Because I don't watch TV. I don't either. Right. I remember they used to advertise it all the time, now. So after you first tried it and got high, or got high and then tried it, mm-hmm. did it become like a regular thing um, for you? Like I said, I was trying to experiment between that and, like I said, I liked drinking at the time. Um, so it was, I liked it, but it wasn't um, my thing mm-hmm. yet. Not until after having kids mm-hmm. and learning about it, trying to um, understand it, and then just being like more intentional mm-hmm. just with things in general. You know, by that time, by 2020, I was. 30 you know i was going into my 30th year so it's just like so this is when you're already in we we're in seattle still okay. or washington state still how yeah. old were you or when did you move there i was 19 so how long were you there or what year was that so we so i moved there in 09 so many questions so <laughs> fast. No, I'm tra- I no 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 was sorry the timeline is is interesting <sighs> because we were there 10 years total Okay. But 09 to 2012, we were there, had our first two, and I just had this epiphany. Like, I miss home so bad. Like, home, like, family, our close family. Uh-huh. We didn't have family. Right. So, 
coming home, we moved home in 2012, and we were home for two years, and we did everything. Like, he worked for the state, but because that has good benefits but doesn't pay the best, especially living on our side where we don't have apartments, we don't have... Um, you have houses with nice yards. And we have houses, yeah, but... Yeah, you have, like, nice fucking property out there. Right, it's, it's houses <laughs> for... Um, like retired people or people who can afford, yeah. you know, a whole mortgage. That's why you see so many families living together. Um, we didn't want to live like that. So we tried for two years and um, he actually got into the Pipefitters Union. But in order to like, I guess, get inducted into it, you have to work. So he got, he passed everything. So he was just waiting to work and he was waiting for like almost six months. And at that time I was just like, okay, we need to do something. So we left and we went back to Washington state and um, things just like flowed for us there. And so that was 2014. So we were home for two years, moved back 2014, and then came back, oops, sorry, in 2021. How do you feel that ganja has helped you? Or oh, I was going to ask a question. Not, sorry, you've been talking this whole time. I was going, I was fucking joints, my turn. So <laughs> My questions were leading to other questions. Well, here's my like question. Proper conversations do. Well, go. I was running joint listening this whole time, and I had to go fucking off topic well, not off topic but before smoking cannabis and having your kid versus after cannabis and having your kid what are the benefits and what are the, the disadvantages i'd say um i'd say there's it's just benefits honestly okay if you use her and i'll say her because she is a female plant um with intention, even if it's for your mental health, whatever your intention is, you'll receive peace. You'll receive um, you'll receive that comfort. And I, yeah, I don't have any negatives, only positives. And I feel like that's why I'm so passionate about it because I never tried her this way or never had this relationship or connection with her right out of high school. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I started my family really young. So you weren't a regular user prior to 2020. 2020. Nothing wrong with that. Better late than never. So like right. right before you moved back. Right. So you were there when it was not rec legal and then the switch It went over. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was that like? Did you, I mean, I damn. was, I was heavy into religion still. I was trying to take my kids to church. You know, uh -huh. I was like, I, they were still little at the time. Cause I think it was like, was it 2013 that it switched okay. over to 100%, you know, recreational, yeah. recreationally legal. Um, but yeah, while my, when my kids were small, I was just trying to be the best mom because I started a family so young. I didn't, want to do anything wrong or i just wanted to try to do things as best or as responsible as possible i felt like there was like added pressure yeah. so, so that whole time you're trying to do all that and stay away from it while raising your well, re, but, but or i mean open to like we would go to hemp fest and stuff okay, like okay. open to being around it but just i didn't do it uh -huh. you didn't partake yeah okay okay, okay. well like why did that change like, when did you start when you got into it, you know? Like, what made you kind of be more of a regular user? Can I see your concentrates? I feel like I was going through another um, 
like energetic or like spiritual shift in 2020 because this was before covid hit and it's so funny because not to talk Wait, about 2020 the is right in the middle of the pandemic well the beginning so like this was like january 2020 okay. and everything started the beginning Shit february off, yeah. because the casino i worked at that i told you the hospital with the first u.s case you know recorded was five minutes from our casino from the casino so me and my husband actually caught that lock it down the beginning of february but anyways that's a different story so but it was the beginning of, from the beginning then if you no we really early. did because yeah. i got it again in november when my nephew lived with us and, I, and that's how i knew i was like see i knew it because in february they didn't even have tests yet really it was yeah, like yeah, very no, yeah, scarce so no, they yeah. weren't giving it to everyone yet and by the time we could even get out of bed it was like a week later because that's how bad we got yeah. hit so we didn't get to test them, but when I tested in November, it was positive, and it was all the same symptoms, but not as bad. So, so do yeah. you think that just being surrounded by it, being legal there, mm -hmm. like influenced and changed your mind in a way about it? Absolutely, no? it just opened the perspective. Like I said, even while I was there, for a majority of the time, I was um, taking my kids to church, right? We were trying to be good parents. Um, we weren't, we weren't doing it, but we weren't um, against it. Like I said, it was everywhere and it was beautiful. Like I said, I would rather smell that. I worked in a casino where all I smelled was cigarette smoke. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I would rather Fuck. smell Jesus Christ. this. I don't understand why people wrap it around the outside. It just well, I already rolled it. No, I know. I yeah, I know. I know. I think that's the biggest one he's rolled yet. But um. Really? Janae was four papers. You keep really? saying, Actually, you keep know. saying you guys are trying to be good parents. Right? Okay, in my You're, sorry, in my upbringing, conditioning, programmed perspectives. Yeah, but I mean, so now like your perspective has shifted, and you realize that just because oh, you yeah. smoke cannabis doesn't oh, mean no, you're absolutely. not a good parent. Sorry. Oh my God. Yes, I'm so sorry. Let me. Fix no, I, that. no, I'm just. I'm because wondering that's if that's a remnant. Yes, now I'm a bad parent. That's what I'm saying. Now yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a <laughs> rebel ass. No, just kidding. No, because that's a remnant bad, of all of, of that. All that propaganda is that fucking right. stigma that comes with it, and like even just you saying that this thing is just leftover, right? Like mm -hmm. you're trying to be good parents, up implying that like. Do it by the book. Yeah, like yes. you were, or like by societal rules kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's where we're trying to like, that's when we're still trying to figure things out of like, how do we want to raise our kids? Mm. What do we want to do? How, you know, so, yeah. So how's your view on medicating around your children? <clears throat> Honestly, um, I think that that is a decision for every household every household is different different dynamics um we are fortunate enough to rent my parents home and my parents and i me being the oldest i made it a point to like be very open with them but when they would come to visit us in washington and i stopped going to church and they had to adjust to that they they started adjusting to it there but because we rent out their house um and they're our landlords you know i want to be respectful and like but they're they're okay with it because that's the they word love, respect, you know. Right, right. They love us, um, all of their children, however we choose to live, they just love us. So sure. the fact that my parents, who again are my landlords, um, are okay with it 
because we both have our cards, you know, and everything. They they don't judge. I know they have their opinions, absolutely, because they both still, you know, go to church and they um, are still going by the ways that they taught me, right? And I've kind of gone in my own direction. So it is something interesting, but we're the only ones in the house. My parents won't live with us. So we don't have anyone older that I would like, not want to smoke around but with my kids I don't mind I just go outside into my garage or I stay in my room and then after I'll just like open my window you know kind of thing Mm -hmm. but um they know and they understand but a lot of the times um yeah when we're outside um my husband and his boys they'll mix you know they'll fight kava so my son will come out he's one of the boys you know um on our side it's very the 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 community is very strong, like the brotherhood, the sisterhood. And all like of that. that's cultural too. Right. How old is your my son? Your oldest. Or oh, your my son? oldest. Or oh, I don't know what. How, how many? You got three. I have three. Yes. Uh-huh. My oldest will be thirteen in May. Uh-huh. I have a teenager. <laughs> Yo, we're not ready. <laughs> uh, I don't think anyone is. <sighs> no. Um, thirteen, eleven, and five. But so they're around that age where they're culturally aware of cannabis through pop culture and TV and shit, you know, music they hear. Mm -hmm. So they know like what's up. So like what was your approach on like use of that at that age? Because obviously you didn't use at that age. But I know there's a lot of people who started super young. Right. (laughs) Two of them are sitting at this table. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll just say we'll go back to Washington because they were a little younger then. Uh And the conversation I had to have with my girls who, you know, mommy was taking them to church every Sunday. And now mommy is deciding to drink or smoke or whatever, you know. Um, It was kind of shocking for them. And we did have to talk about it. At first, I wanted to hide it. And my husband was like, why are you going to hide it? You know, that was like that was like me, like fearing the conversation, like. And husband coming in clutch. Right. Yeah. No, I'm so grateful for my husband because he grew up so open to things. He grew up being raised by a single mom. So he had to learn shit the hard way. He learned life. Street education. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah>. So <clears throat> he was like, no, we're going to talk to them about it. So I was like, okay. So we had to have that hard conversation. And me and my, my girls cried. Like, we're all, like, emotional and, like, we're super close. So, um... <laughs> We really did, but I was like, no, you know, like we just had to have a conversation about it. That's, sorry, that's all it is. And um, I think that's all that there needs to be is just more conversations about it. Mm -hmm. Again, to each their own, every family dynamic is different. But with us, we really wanted to take how sheltered and conservatively I was raised and how open he was raised and kind of just like meet in the middle, you know? Yeah, yeah. Respectfully open. Yeah. I think it's worse if you hide it. Right. Fuck yeah. like, well, what is, what it always is. It always is. Daddy always smells like pine cones. No, what and now I am so against hiding, like, really anything. Like, just keep it age appropriate. Keep it to where their brains can process it in, like, a healthy way. You don't traumatize your kids, you yep. know. But, like, keep it age appropriate. Sorry. That's totally that's Say, good. What if your kid comes to you at this age, at the ages they are now, and asks, like, oh, I like try. Well, that's the thing. I was Sorry, I was just going to share that. In our conversation that we had with our girls, we told them that when they were in high school, we'll talk about it. But until then, don't even ask about it. Because we are still um, firm believers in like our bodies and our bodies needing to grow and still develop our brains, especially, right? Um, 
And I don't know if you just look at ganja or if you learn about ganja as a medicine or like the Rastafarian religion, um, it is, it's a sacred, you know, it's a sacrament, you know, so it's just also teaching them to intention. Intentionality is everything. Um, it's okay to be curious. That's perfectly fine. But there's an appropriate time and place. And we had this conversation with them in Washington because at the time, kids were um, dying from fentanyl, from mm. things being laced with fentanyl, weed included. So I was just like, oh, my gosh. I was like, we, uh, we're not going to go through that. So we're like, no, we're going to talk about this. You know, like you guys are not, if you guys want anything, you guys are going to wait till you're in high school. Like we'll talk, we'll, we'll start talking about that deeper mm -hmm. when you guys reach high school age. But um, let us know. And we want to keep that door and that bridge open because we want to be able to get it for them so it is safe and we know exactly where it's coming from. Because um, one thing with my husband was when he was growing up, mahalo, um, they would party at the house, you know, and my mother-in-law, again, single mom. Um, Controlled setting. Right, no, and that's the thing is she, she would rather her teenage sons in high school, because my husband isn't the oldest, he's the second one, she would rather them be at home where she could keep them safe than hearing about them driving drunk somewhere because they went to go hide on the side of the road you know and mm -hmm. it's just so much worse that's why i said hiding yeah. hiding doesn't work no it, it just doesn't keep it an open book dude and that brings me up to that fentanyl cases right so like weed now has fentanyl it's, we're encountering that shit why so no okay wait that's what, what i'm saying like is the that purpose the brokerage black market you know people buying packs selling packs along that line some fuckery can happen, mm -hmm. you know. That's why I know your grower. That's exactly. why I try to promote people <clears throat> growing their own medicine or if not, link up with someone that you know is responsible when they do grow. Right. Is fentanyl, like, highly addictive or something? Um, yes. I know it's highly deadly. <clears throat> right, because, like, the tiniest <laughs> amount can kill you. So, right. like, I don't understand, like, just looking at, at it from an economic standpoint, it doesn't seem like a lucrative business to be lacing your weed I can with tell you fentanyl how it's because lucrative. it's going to kill your motherfucking things. And you just got to buy another thing to add to your weed. No, because you're buying fucking cheap product that won't pass in any lab, any store. You're grabbing it dirt fucking cheap. You're spending a little bit of money investing into something that's going to turn it dirt cheap to blowing people's socks off. Yeah, but it doesn't. It still doesn't make sense because we all know you're killing that your customers. The tiniest Depends amount of fentanyl you, can kill you. Yes. So what are they doing? Dispersing that much on Probably, a pound of weed? I don't that's know. That's retarded. I mean, questions flame for the retardant. Like I don't get it. I just like I don't understand. Like, I would imagine it has something to do with like <laughs> elevating that high, but you would have to know your dosage. Like you need to be like an alchemist, okay. you know, like a chemist in the lab. Yeah. And most of these guys aren't, so they're so putting too much, they? right? And that's but where the that's, problems happen. That's the problem, right? Is they're not, but there's no Look right I'm amount of fentanyl. Back. Just leave it out. Right? It's like fuck. Just leave that shit out. Right. Just it could be. It could see, be and, the, and let's talk about that. Let's leave that shit out. Oh, yes. I can't. My body. So, I have a pacemaker. My body. Um, my body cannot even handle really dabbing or like the oils too much. It's very interesting because I've tried it and I like it, but I can't get used to it because I can't do it enough to get used to it. Because then, 
my body just doesn't react the same. She likes the is it, flower. Is it too? You think it's just like too much at once? It's like the do. It's like a dosage thing, like the concentrate. I mean, yeah, I don't it. know. Um, my body's just very sensitive mm-hmm. to different things. So, um, she likes the flower mm-hmm. for sure. For sure, like I've never had any problems with that. Um, but it's like like with coffee and um, energy drinks. Mm-hmm. I can have like energy drinks here and there, but like coffee, I can have daily. Mm-hmm. Energy drinks will like start fucking with my pacemaker and like make like I'll feel like my heart, elevated heart rate now. right. And so that's the same kind of feeling I get with the um, doing dabs or like when the ganja is changed in form. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. How do edibles affect you? Okay, so there's edibles. a joint over there. There's a joint over there for oh, you. I'm so sorry. Sorry, thank you. Mahalo. Um, edibles, honestly, I freaking love edibles. Right. Is Ed- it because you can more control the dosage? Um, no. Oh, sorry. I didn't like edibles at all at first. I've grown to love her. And um, I've just learned to love that high throughout my body mm. and just learning to function with that high because I like to smoke throughout the day but handle my shit so it's like i just smoke enough to where i'm functioning mm-hmm. how do you think um cannabis has made you like a better parent or what are the benefits as a parent to be completely honest especially for our Islanders, our Polynesian people, our Kanaka Maoli, we're all dealing with colonial trauma, whether we realize it or not. And ganja has literally helped to not only um, shift my perspective on things, but has given me elevated perspective in ways to find better solution for things or ways to find um, practice peace or peaceful solutions versus versus not using ganja if that makes sense um i don't know ganja's marijuana is one of the few or cannabis is one of the few substances right that works with our bodies it's like made for us that part so well i mean we've said it before it's like humans have evolved alongside cannabis specifically so much so that we have cannabinoid receptors in our brain made for the specific cannabinoids found in tea, in cannabis. Go figure. So there's got to be something to that, right? And going back to like dosages, right? Like <clears throat> you can like with edibles, you can kind of like pace yourself, which is very nice. Yes, yes. With dabs, you can get too much too quick. You know what I mean? And like I don't know, yes. overdo it. I mean, I think Definitely. most of us have had the experience of too big of a dab or whatever. Too, too many Green bong fever. ribs. Or, yeah, we're like, yeah. it's too much. And, and I think those stories are important to share as well. The green fever stories? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that, but I don't know. I'm super stoned awesome. already. Well, but like you said, dosage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm ready. Um, but like you said, dosage, that's really the biggest thing. And I feel like the shame and blame and um, the negative 
remarks that come with it are like such childhood childish childhood and like high school um representation of marijuana you know everyone just thinks like oh people who smoke are just lazy all day they just you know sleep in bed all day don't do anything with their life well also too shit i'm not gonna lie smoking weed and doing that sounds fucking amazing no absolutely always (laughs) no but it's more than just like dosing right so it's like knowing your limits but also knowing your strains yes knowing what you're putting into your body knowing the ratio you're getting the terpene profile you're getting so all of that analytics i mean you're not just gonna go and take a pill and be like oh yeah let's make you feel better oh okay what am i taking you really gotta know and medicine goes further it goes deep beyond just picking up some weed and and smoking it you know I hope people get more educated in that aspect where, all right, I'm getting weed off somebody. What do I look for to make sure it's clean? Mm-hmm. You know, visual or just inspection. Anything you put into your body. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, yes. I'm no expert in anything, but I think I know a little bit, a little bit about weed. So like, whatever I could share to help that. Yes. I mean, teach me about fucking tomatoes. You know what I mean? Like, what's so the love? He's so bless you. He's so humble. This guy. They call him the grow guru. He's like, I'm not an expert. I no fuck it. I'm learning cute, like bro. everybody. It's cute. Jesus Ooh. Christ. No, but <laughs> fucking dick. Please share some gems, Mr. Gro- Gro- the guru. guru. Yeah, some pearls, sir. Some pearls. Some pearls. You want some fucking pearls? You put one right in the middle of that joint. Give me one around your neck. Huh? Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Feel attacked. <laughs> HR. Yeah. HR, where are you? Shout out to Mills. Um, so pearls so gems um, know your strains if you want some growing gems here's this growing gems know your strains because they all grow differently so there you go think of them as goddesses or just as women as wahine we're all different different personalities choke personalities man we why, love them why though. gotta be choked though i mean it, it some are sensitive some are hardy some will fucking stomp you out and some will make you feel enlightened so the characteristics vary you're right you're in right. cannabis and treating them right knowing what they want yes you know while you're raising them because they'll throw different attitudes at you so mm-hmm. i'm like hey i don't like that mm-hmm. learn from them the second time around you, right. you may have fucked up life's not over if you fuck up come around to the same strain do it a little differently you know over time they'll like you and you'll learn more about it and to me that's what a grower should be doing and as a consumer you should look for a grower that does that you know because they'll always get better and the more you invest your time and attention to those guys the better they'll get and the better your medicine will get, and they'll appreciate you for sticking by them. That part. Have you ever tried to grow your own? I have not. You, you should. I should. Definitely should. I definitely should. It's um, it's something that people blow out of proportion. I think well, anybody can get it. Okay. I guess for me, because I like to try to do things like very intentionally, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's just still learning for me. 
I hate to be this guy, but um, women make the best growers. Really? Yeah. Well, statistically speaking, on like what I, I see in my clients, I would do affirmations to it. Do I would plans, make sure. Music. Absolutely, I would sing oh, to them. I think it goes beyond that. I think I it's like more your your maternal instinct to where like you can notice the intricacies that's wrong, and no ex- and th- take that what's wrong with the plant or whatever something happened that's adverse you take it to heart like oh fuck that that thing's life is now and i didn't nurture that plant so my motherly instinct is now in check so now you guys are more intense as far as figuring the fuck out what happened in that situation and applying it to the future and like dude from all the people i consulted the women fucking crush it like crazy women's intuition that's why The guys, they got it. They they know the, <laughs> they know how to do it in in the scaling up sense, the physical sense and making it economic. Mm-hmm. But it's more more the women who nurture, nurture. the plant in mm-hmm. its full potential. Yeah, right. So like women as consumers should know genetics just as well. They should know what's going on because if you want to dive into a wormhole of nurturing. And maternal instinct, knowing the genetics and where they go, will make you further in tune with your medicine. If you're the farmer and you're a woman, get to know your genetics and then work with the genetics that's provided or that you're seeking. And that way you know how to treat her right off the bat. Less stress, less maternal instinct being checked, more execution as far as knocking it out of the park. You know what I mean? I would love to learn. If do you do classes or do you sell like courses? Yep, we do classes. Perfect. Yep, just come on down. Like okay. just come cruise and we'll just talk story about Bet. growing and we'll get you guys set up. Yep. I would love to learn. They don't call him the grow guru for nothing. Right. This fucking guy over here. In the vein of I like you were saying, it. like setting intention <laughs> In and affirmations to your plants and right. stuff. Have either of you seen that thing that they attach to plants and the plants sing and it converts their yeah, the bullshit. Fields. Oh. Fuck, I'm not talking to you that. Like their vibrations <laughs> into sound? Motherfucker, you just no, I don't know. Can't I even, like, I just... just it. Not even into sound? Yeah, it's like they like put these little diodes on a plant, <laughs> and they have a speaker connected, and they tune the frequencies, and it's supposed to be, like, what the plant is emitting. It's not like it's communicating, dickface. <laughs> it's just, Im- like, yeah, converting the plant's electromagnetic field and wavelength into what sound is, so it has this unique sound. No. Yes, no, anybody? no, I've heard of that because you, didn't they say that they recorded what it sounds like when a plant gets cut? Oh, and it sounds like it's, and it's screaming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. didn't listen or I didn't see a recording or but, whatever, but I did see that. Okay, you well, know, let me enlighten you guys. I believe it, though. I believe it. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me, I want to just stop my flow, bro. <laughs> but anyway, so they have these things. You put on plants with speaker. It will sing. People watching might know. People who watch this might know. And then they've done it with mushrooms. Like they've done it on mushrooms growing off shit in the forest, and the sound is different. Like these different species of plants create different sounds. So I'm curious if you were to record it. Like, say you had a happy, healthy plant, Mm -hmm. and you were to record the sound it's making, because in theory, this is the sound a happy plant makes. You were to record it and play it back to the plant as an affirmation. Do you think that could have an effect? 
but obviously none of you are qualified to answer these questions because you don't even know what I'm talking about. I am about. so interested to find mm. out now. I want to figure I'm gonna look it up. out. Plant wave. Well, look but I wave. but your question though, because mm. that's right? like speaking their language, or right? that's like doing mirror work to them. Right. Wouldn't it have know, some effect? Because even like water. Mm-hmm. Right, the Japanese oh, guy with the. Oh, I speak to phone. my water all the time. <laughs> you really I spoke no. to the water before I gave you the bong, bro. <laughs> I right. speak to my water all the time. It was very purified. No, and that's the thing, right? Like the guy did that experiment mm-hmm. and like different affirmations to the different water. It or froze just in different ways. Language, mm-hmm. the power, and the point of that is the power of words. These fucking guys over here mocking us. Fuck I'm, you. I'm not mocking and, you guys. And all these guys Drew, in the comments. Drew, Drew's down. Drew's Drew. Okay, this is what Drew fucking said. What? <laughs> oh man! You should, you, you should swear at the water, <laughs> and they're recording the micro farts of the, the capillaries of all the bacteria that's in the water. <laughs> no, uh, the plant. Oh, that's what he was saying. I don't know what that means. <laughs> no, anyway. no, definitely not a mockery. But I, what I question is like, what are they measuring? That's creating frequency. That frequency of I don't what? know, dude. Bro science only of, can get you um, so far, and water, I'm a fucking bro scientist. They put water scientist. drops under a microscope, okay. and they they tested the glasses. So mm-hmm. the scientists put, the test was having glasses that were spoken positively to, right, and then negatively to. And then they took water samples from both the positive and the negative, and the nice the ones that were spoken nice to had like nice uh, patterns or like uh, snowflakes and nice shapes. Mm -hmm. And the ones that were not had not necessarily nice shapes and nice, um, random and scattered the way the ice froze. It it just, it did have an effect on it. No, no, no. From water to ice. Right. To get the sample. Okay. 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 I don't know. Huh. But if you believe that there's some sort of power outside of us that, you know, is the thing like that could be an effect of why your positive or negative intentions and words and vibrations out of your mouth could have an effect on water. True. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we make each other cry or we make each other laugh. If you can test it and like, I I mean, I was watching some Mythbusters where like the guy was fucking like literally talking shit to a plant. Yeah. And then they put all like, they try to measure like the plant's physiological changes, right? And there was no changes versus them being physically. Well, there was changes with them physically in front of the plant, but they played fucking like negative shit in a room onto the plant and nothing changed. So they were trying to attribute that the plant's physiological changes was from the CO2 that you were saying and talking. But didn't in their experiment, they play it over a speaker? Yes. But they're, they're saying that that's the control, right? The control is the bad words. That's a, that's a thing that's. The bad energy. So if I'm like, fuck you, ficus. How about this, though? How about this? A recording of your voice saying it might not necessarily convey and carry the same energy as if you're walking in and actually being mad at it. They were talking over the microphone. No, they weren't. I thought on Mythbusters. I thought on the Mythbusters one, they pre-recorded it because they had it playing like 24-7. You're telling me they're standing there for hours saying it over and over? I mean, it's not measured on hours, right? I'll look it up, dude. But It could all be connected. It could be affected. Yeah, it might might be. Might not. I don't know. I don't know. It's I love it. I like how you hate the shit, though. This motherfucker is like, I got to be the opposing. I I guess I'll talk about it. When you walk into your garden, do you not just talk to your plants? Yes or no? No. Okay. 
Okay. Then I just like look at them like, oh, they look good, and then I just do. See, giving them positive affirmations. Well, they're giving me positive affirmations from the response. But you say it out loud. Do you verbally say like, oh, they're looking good? No. It's just Aloha vibes on rotation. I just walk up like, whoa, shit, they look good, and then handle it, dude. Vibes are real, boo, 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 boo. It is real. I I get vibes like. You know, vibes from another human being, and like you can tell facial recognition and how they act, body language, tone of voice. You know, that's the shit that I can see as a human to human contact. I can read and act accordingly. But like, if it's cross species, like my dog that fuck a wag its tail when I say, What's up, boy? I know that that vibe I put out, fucking, he responds to it, and I can respond back. With plants, um, I would think that my positive vibe would go into the attention I would put into my plants mm-hmm. that would give them the positive result. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I didn't water my plants, I'd be like, oh, good job, guys. They would still die. No, absolutely. Right. Right. Okay, I see the point you're trying to make now. The affirmation of the word itself... It's not going to sustain it, it by okay. itself. Okay, okay, okay. Look at it like this. It's like half energy. It's like half-ass energy. So, like... Mm-hmm. With anything, right, you need, like, affirmations can help, but the action is what actually will help it to manifest or make it manifest, So the affirmation is the manifestation of the action. No, 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 no. The affirmation, look at it as, like, a partner to the action. Okay. To manifest the happy plant or the sad plant, if that makes sense. No, no, that's totally fine, and that is measurable. That is testing, you know, like... You can test that. You can measure that. Yes, that is positive to the plant. The water one was cool, But me, if I'm like, fuck these fucking plants, and I go Mm -hmm. in and take care of them the same. Right. That's like contradicting the action. So the action is still going to, they're still going to grow, like you said. Mm. They're still going to grow. But I feel like if you were to test two plants, talk nicely to the other one, and still took care of them good, and then talk crap to the one... And took I, care of them good. I think this I don't is know. worth a test. But I feel like you cannot just go in there and be like, you dumb fucking plants. You're fucking stupid. No, you, you have, to, have like to really feel that. Mean yeah, it. If you fucking hate the plant, you're you have to really it. fucking right. no, mean you it. Have From to. The or like if you feel like Fuck any you. anger or any, yeah, any of those emotions go into that room where those <laughs> plants are. Yeah. And yeah. just like, you know, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like fight if you want to fight, you know, with your wife, you know, because it happens, whatever. Like just have all that negative energy in that room with that plant. No, I mean, no, it's, the baby, it's, that might be worth a shot. It's yeah. a test or an experiment that could. Okay. I'm down to go. You know what? If you're willing you to take care of it, you know, like yeah. really like, and that's the only difference is that's the room where all the arguments happen. That's the room where all like the affirmations or the positive speaking happens. Okay. You have to intentionally do both though. But you got to really mean it. No, but that's why I said, so don't, don't force it. So like if you're, gonna have an argument or if you're heated go into that room say whatever the hell you want to say get that shit off it's your my chest. vent plant yeah basically yeah. that's who you go talk to when you have all the bad news then you go to the other one tell, tell yes. all your good news for the Walking day out. hey bro i'm sorry there if you i go. had a room like there that you then you can do it daily if i had a all room the... like that i would never leave <laughs> just pissed off all yeah, the time you're, fuck, you're fuck, so fuck. fucking green fuck you uh, are you going to light that too? Yes, I'm going to light that. Right we now. should like, yeah, I'm going to use the bathroom. Does anybody want to take a bathroom break or should you just keep going while I step out since you left earlier? Keep going. Keep going? Okay. So, yeah, um, vibes. I mean, I, I get the affirmation and like manifesting the positive reaction. 
I get that 100%. And you know, there was a product we used, it was a bioharmonic tonic. And uh, it was a fertilizer that was ran over crystals Ooh. before it was bottled. It was actually funded by Olivia Newton-John. I love yeah. it. I, I, had I can it. already start to put like start to understand it. Okay, it cool. was good, but you know, like um, depends on what they ran it over because uh, mm -hmm. it does. Some crystals have charges. Different that crystals kill have different energies. Right? Could be no, nah, not enough to say. I believe that. Okay. So that's one thing I was kind of like about, but at the same time, like it was a good fucking product. It worked right. like it went, flew off our shelves and it was fucking awesome. So okay, here we go. Are we waiting for Eric? You think we should wait for Eric? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know you're talking about it, Mike. And I was like, fuck. Okay. Let's get Mike. Uh, we don't have any questions. Just people clowning. It's it's all good. I don't think we had a fatty with a worm on it yet, though. No, you had the worm in the fatty. That <laughs> <laughs> outside. Bruh, I had I had this guy just ask me, "Is your dad, <laughs> is your dad, Sean Enoka?" <laughs> I was like, "No, who the fuck is that?" Yes. Yeah. He is. <laughs> Shawnee He's Noka yeah. Shout out to Shawnee Noka man <laughs> Making handsome motherfuckers <laughs> I love it uh, So I have to hold this like a dickhead Because it'll fall over on the fucking worm We all don't want a squished worm So when you're um, You know when you first got into The smoking Got back into the smoking right And had your children out in front Was there any panic that set in When when you're dealing with your kids for the first time being high? Um, no, honestly. Nice. Because, excuse me, by this time, um, I was already trying to like microdose or I was like smoking intentionally after work or right before I went to sleep because I worked um, the grave shift at sure. the casino. So um, <laughs> me and my husband would literally pass each other in the morning when I'm leaving to go back to the kids and he's going to work down in Seattle because he was a superintendent for a construction company oh, down in Seatown. So, um, I mean, we do what we had to do. I worked the nights, he worked the days, you know. Um, That's the grind, the parent grind absolutely. right there. That's tough. Yeah, we loved it though. Um, but no, so I was, by this time, that's what I'm saying, I was already intentionally trying to be as responsible as possible, you know, and just everything because we had so much to do and make sure that we were on top of already with our schedules being so um, night and day and with the kids and homeschooling and everything, so. It's another tradition on this <coughs> podcast is a three-paper joint. I did it's not know been, that. It's kind of intense. The last it's usually the last one, so after this we'll wrap it up, or halfway through we'll wrap it up. <laughs> or maybe now. No, I feel no. like we didn't have one like this fat in a while, though. I don't yeah. know. I love it. My farm got robbed. Sorry. Like that. Hate to put that out there. No, huh? like that Fuck those joke. guys. What? My farm got robbed. Oh, oh I'm so yeah. sorry. It's okay. I guess they needed it more than I did. Not again, right? No. Oh, that. okay. Yeah, they said it was some crowded guys, huh? Oh. That sucks. 
Why <laughs> just drip on my fingers? I try to hold it facing up, that way it drips down. On my fingers? <coughs> when I drip down towards the hot part so it fucking... Yeah, so hold it straight just have that beard. shit fucking dripping down. You're falling your beard. I know. Do you it, have like it a mats beard together. <laughs> put some alcohol on your beard, buddy. Well, the good thing is we got a ways to go before it even gets there. We got to cut it all but off. But still, though, that's fucking... <coughs> we got to cut it all off. So don't ash it like this. Just push it in. Okay. I was going to just turn it upside down and tap, tap, tap. Yep. Try, it back try over. to push it. Like, if anything, just trying to pack it. Okay. Thanks, sir. <coughs> yeah. <coughs> what else about being a mom and ganja? Who am I passing? I guess um, he's the closest. The, the guy in the back there. Oh. There you go. I try to keep it extra firm. It's a joint when I rolled it. Okay. That was nice. Thank you so much. What else about moms and ganja? What else you want to know? Or what else you want to talk about? No, I mean, it's like smoking on the first time, you know, um, How'd you, how did that make you feel? What, did the stigma line up with you? Was it true or was it like, nah, this is fucking bullshit. You know, I can, this is totally, I can integrate this in my life. And Absolutely. Did it hold you back in any sense of the word to where like, oh man, I'm not capable of doing this task today or because you were high or, you know what I mean? Is, was there any of that going on while you were actively consuming as a parent? No, but I would say like on days where like my depression would hit or just days where, because as moms, we go through so many changes as well. Um, postpartum, I didn't have postpartum, but I actually had depression with my son, my last pregnancy. So I felt like what it was, I got a glimpse of what it was like, thank goodness, because it was so interesting. Literally, as I was pushing him out, like I felt the shift of myself go back to normal. Mm. And it was so interesting. I don't know how else to explain it. But other than that, and after that, I was fine. So, but f the pregnancy, oh my goodness, it was like this. It was crazy because I'd never experienced anything like it. Um, and I had never experienced postpartum. Do you think ganja would have helped during your pregnancy with those Oh my gosh, shifts? yes. Yeah. Yes, but like I said, during all my pregnancies and at that time, I was still wasn't it wasn't even a thought yet. So, divine timing though. I'm grateful that mm. um, when it came back around, I actually tried it with intention, with an open mind, mm -hmm. because honestly, now I cannot imagine my life without her. And it's not in like a junky like addicted sense it's it's so much deeper than that um and again this is all with the stigma we're trying to break the barriers we're trying to break about it <clears throat> but it's one of those things where Cut if it. you know you know you know if you know you know because other than that you're still gonna believe what we were all programmed to believe right right so and first and case fine. scenarios like the people that never smoked before and they finally do they're kind of they got that aha moment like Fuck, dude. I, this I is what, this is what it I've is. Like, oh my gosh. Um, and you it know, truly is an enlightenment. Hundred percent. And you know, you you try you just try not to refer to it as a junky sense, 
You know, and people would say that, like, hey, you needing it makes you addicted. Uh, I would agree with them. Yes, it does make you addicted. But you're addicted to the most safest thing ever. You know, it's been proven. It's been used for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. It's a holistic medicine. Mm-hmm. Mankind has an endocannabinoid system. I mean, almost every living creature, I believe, has. Mm-hmm. So I think we were... I mean, you talk about a sacred plant. This is as sacred as it gets if it's part mm-hmm. of us, you know? Mm-hmm. So we can enjoy this on a deeper level. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it was meant for us to medicate freely. And anybody who says that otherwise is fucking foolish. Puts any limit to this plant or even any stigma saying that you are classified as a junkie. Like, it's is that what you tell your, your offspring? What you mean? Like that sentiment is that when you talk about cannabis with your... Kids. Well, I think. Kid. Sorry. No, sorry. This thought came to mind. I think what people, where that comes from is that psychoactive part in it, right? And then that's where, like you said, knowing your growers, knowing what's in it, knowing the percentage, that is what's important. And that's what needs to be talked about more. Um, because, yes, certain strains can be altered by certain farmers who do it with the intention let's say of just money you Mm -hmm. know whatever it is just know where your source is coming from (coughs) so like with my kid her growing up she's always been around it right always been a medical patient always tried to do the legal thing because I didn't want (coughs) outside entities taking my daughter away you know, I was always afraid of that as a parent mm-hmm. um, because I know in the state's eyes, the stigma falls fucking mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. So <coughs> when you're in a different position, too, because you're not just a cannabis user, right? Your yeah. involvement with the plant goes a little <laughs> deeper than that. So there's more. More eggshells I got to walk on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I yeah. mean, like for you know, people like us who are parents and are just, you know. Well, my patients, kid, medical patients. Yeah, so here's, here's my now. daughter kind has been brought case. up around cannabis. Mm-hmm. Like, she knows cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, she knows, and she's seen the benefits cannabis has done, not only to me, but um, clients of mine that come, you know, they wholeheartedly believe in the plant. And some of the clients I get just want to dabble. And she sees them, you know, and the next thing you know, they have a full-blown sustainable garden in their backyard which is fucking exactly what we're trying to do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So she sees that. She sees the positivity that happens. I don't really need to dive into details with her because it's case study. And mm-hmm. she's young. You don't, have to, you don't have to dive in. You can get more detailed as they get older. Well, I'm not talking about gruesome details. I'm just talking about, like, factual details that she can comprehend. You know what I mean? But, yeah. But I don't even leave it to that. I don't even have to. But she sees everything. Like, mm. she knows dad's a responsible fucking dude. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to explain to her how... This is making me lazy because she doesn't see me fucking lazy. That I try part. to bust my ass every that single part. time. So I don't give that her the part. opportunity to, to stigmatize the plant around me. Mm-hmm. I don't make an excuse for it. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to chill. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I do want to chill. But how does that make it look to her? You know what I mean? When I know shit needs to get done and I'm just sitting on my ass not doing anything about it. You know? right. right. I was just thinking my kids think I'm lazy, but there's no correlation with cannabis and laziness. It's just, <laughs> I was just that's a lazy say, motherfucker. That's a poor, yes. <laughs> that's just lazy. No. No, but that's a that's just a poor um comparison. Like to just like yeah, associate. 
Mm-hmm. It's associated yeah. big time as just lazy like, fucking boom. stoners. It's just like know? what it's like tied into yeah. one. That's what I was saying. Not that you're lazy. Sorry. No, I was making a joke. I'm, I'm not lazy. But I was like, no, yes, that's but what it lazy. is. It's not that. That's not fair to to have it both yeah, yeah. associated as one. True. I agree with that. Yeah. No, but yeah. it follows, you know. It follows. Mm-hmm. You can't help that. But like, you got to model by positive. I was example. just gonna say, but you, it, walk your talk. Yeah. 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 And again, it's understanding your your limits and and just your doses and handling your shit mm-hmm. um i like to microdose i like to wake and bake with my coffee i like to you know there's just that's kind of like tell me tell me you're 30 without telling me you're 30 and like i just posted a joint in the coffee it's like dude this is like every 30 year old's <laughs> dream right here it's like yeah. Yeah. coffee and smoke a fucking mm-hmm. joint right hell yeah and coffee <sighs> yes. that's the shit I'm sort of conflicted right now anyway while I'm sitting here thinking about this because like my approach with my kids is that it's medicine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's a reason why like when they're being dumb and like, I tried that. It's like, no, it's like you wouldn't take Tylenol if you didn't have a headache. Right. But then they're going to see this and be like, dad was like taking 80 Tylenols in metaphorically speaking like no. was that necessary was your headache that bad dad <laughs> no, no because you know what I mean like re- it doesn't remove pain it helps you deal with no, it no but I, that's a metaphor okay. that's a metaphor right like because it's medicine and it helps right right like we're getting back to the dosage like if you apply that to cannabis like we I mean is there a point where a, it's abuse of the medicine okay no. I guess this is where that might fucking Everyone's beg intention to <laughs> with it is different, right? Everyone's intention. If, if it's a state like this where there's a medical card needed, everyone's medical reason is different. Mm. So there's that. Um, I don't know. For me, besides um, the medicine part, I do feel like how we talked about it is a gateway drug, but not in the way that we were programmed to think or conditioned to think more so for like enlightenment. So I would intentionally do like have smoke sessions to meditate on something. That's a new way. That's a, maybe that's a good way to explain it. Munchies really. It's just like, if I'm like seeking higher wisdom or whatever, um, I will smoke because I feel like on cloud nine, I'm connected to my goddess self, and that's where I get things that I don't think I necessarily would have thought of, or yeah, would have mm-hmm. felt come through. Like you're tapped into other something than else. Being on cloud nine, so that's why with like my Instagram ganja goddess, it's not just saying like I mean yes we are if we believe that we're all connected to source we are technically all gods and goddesses, mm. but. It's higher than just a title. I'm going to take the approach now where, like, it's medicine, but it's medicine for your head and mind. Mm -hmm. And at their age, your your brain is still growing as a kid. You got to have the kid mind first. Like, you're not ready for the key that this unlocks. No. You got to be, like, mentally prepared. That's why we have that conversation with my kids. Like, high school is the minimum we'll even talk about this, you know? But, um, and in that time, I'm, like, studying different things in psychology i'm like studying the plant because i'm trying to learn how to make plant medicine and taking herbalist mm-hmm. certification class you know just trying La- to learn yeah. 
Um, yes, but I do need to connect and do our actual cultural. Mm. Yes. Yeah, I, I just communicate with my daughter like it's medicine. Um, she knows, you know, what it helps. I have a back injury. She knows it helps me. Mm-hmm. But I tell her it doesn't take away the pain. No, it yeah. just helps me deal yeah. with the pain. So it also is like, do you have anything wrong with you? No, I don't. Word. You don't need to do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Relax. You have nothing wrong with you yet. Yeah. 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 Relax. I said uh, you will. But I'll make I, sure of it. I also acknowledge to her that like emotional is something that it's used for. So not only okay. mental, emotional. There so we like go. if so you're feeling depressed, physical, right? Emotional. So you can use it when you're Spiritual. feeling depressed or mm-hmm. if you're feeling uninspired. You know, that's also something that I'd be open to microdosing. Yeah. Tiny so ass joints. She's like, hey, you know, I'm feeling in a slump, Dad. I don't feel creative. I don't feel inspired to do anything. Try this. Mm-hmm. Do you think like Absolutely. microdosing at a level where it's like one milligram edible or something like a gummy or something? Like one milligram. Can we dial it back old school and just, just call it like a, a rip? What do you mean? Uh, like microdosing to me, like I'm 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 heavy into it being referred to as mushrooms. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like for me, oh, it's like sorry. no no you're fine. It's right. Sorry, kinda, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in the old school ways. Like oh yeah, it's taking a rip, bro. You know no, but mean? like say like yeah, well you just you're doing <laughs> you're taking it easy. You're slow rolling your your cannabis use for the day. Right. But like you Sometimes. take like a one milligram edible and like you're not getting fucked up. You probably won't even Good. really feel it, but at least. Some THC is getting in your system and you're having some sort of medical benefits. Elevation. Or, yes. I mean, or you could do that. Or you could do this. But at the same time, like, I think as an adolescent, um, they have so much growth and learning to do. Mm-hmm. And we all know you forget shit when you get super high. Mm-hmm. So it's not, I don't think it's ideal for a growing mind to be jumping on unless there's something very, very, they have an ailment that needs to be addressed. Like. Or if they're like super duper creative and mm-hmm. it just helps, you know, they're right. able to just like yeah. get flooded with inspiration. If they can juggle it too. Here's the, yeah. here's you don't want diminishing return with that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I'm going to fucking let my kid burn up and then like, yeah, he's a good ukulele player, but I don't know basic math, you know, like he didn't I pay have attention a question. to math. Yes. So say you're high school, you know, junior aged. Sorry, buddy senior age child has an ailment and they can be prescribed prescribed ugh, words prescribed cannabis mm-hmm. are you cool with them smoking fat oh, ass yes. joints like that or are you cool Fuck, with them like yeah. taking pills. a prescribed dose not pills but like you know what i mean like they nah. get no they get cannabis like but you oh, know, oh, you know, yeah. if smoke them if you got them. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, keep it organic. But here's I, the thing. Yeah, okay. Smoke them if you got them. I mean, that seems. But if I'm being completely honest, own medicine, if I'm being completely of, honest and whatever. looking honestly at myself, sometimes it feels a little excessive. The amount of any, weed that people of smoke can. in the backpedal of the year goes to Eric. Why not backpedaling? I'm being honest right? about our usage. Us, that comes to us mastering ourselves, though, and then that goes back to intention. So mm-hmm. it really is to each their own. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, for sure. But that's why I guess where I originally s- said was like, I personally struggle with it because I look at it as a medicine and then I'm on here taking a bottle full of fucking Tylenol, metaphorically speaking. 
never as opposed be, to what I normally do on a daily basis is just never be hit a dab pen, spoken of like that. a small little dab pen. I just hit it every once in a while throughout the day and basically taking rips throughout the day, microdosing in that sense and kind of staying at a, a <laughs> constant manageable level through the day. Mm-hmm. And then I come here on Thursdays and get fucking... <laughs> the tolerance just goes back up. Yeah. Like Dude, I don't shit. smoke this much during the week, too. I don't smoke... Okay, see? I don't smoke flour at all during oh, wow. the week. Oh, wow. See? Dude, you, that was just like saying that, like... um, oh, uh, what, what is the South Park when uh, Mr. Mackey was... Uh, know, probably he was something offensive. If you're going to quote glu- South Park, He was gluten-free. <laughs> he was telling everybody, yeah, I'm gluten-free. Like, okay. Yeah, I dab. I don't smoke any fucking flour. One of the reasons... I have reasons behind it. One of the reasons is for convenience because neighbors smell. I have a card. You know, we have, it's fine, but still, I'm trying to be respectful. You take bong rips, you're totally fine. I don't like bong rips. I mean, I'm not like, I don't know. I'm what not trying vape? to. vape? Box vape. Do you vaping? want a bong rip? No. I can put more ice in it. I had one earlier. That's fine. That's like cool enough. And like, okay. I'm not trying to like, it hurts my throat, honestly. Oh, sorry. Even with the ice, sorry. That's I have this little dab pen. I just load a little bit of fucking wax in there. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it. This is like my speed. This is perfect for what like I See, need. Honestly, it's just me trying to listen and respect my body. If my body like loved it the way it loves the ganja, mm-hmm. like no problems whatsoever, um, because of my pacemaker, then. I would probably be a dapper as mm-hmm. well, cause like you said, convenience mm-hmm. or just. But then again, it's like it's also a lot. Like you need to bring out the big ass torch. Well, <laughs> well, we just went over there. Or, or just like yeah, you yeah, said yeah. with that little pen. You but know, like for just, me, the the task of taking out the torch and doing all that stuff, like for people who are like hesitant or don't want to do dabs, I kind of am starting to feel that way about. Taking out the papers, the taking flower, out the grinder, yes. rolling it up. Like, right, right. You know right. what I mean? No, I don't want to. the same effort, for you know I mean? sure. That's, that's when you put a bunch of joints, then you roll a bunch of joints, and you just take true. that we with you. That's true. could do that. Or you just get a fucking bowl, and you get a bunch of grounded up weed. Yeah. And just bing. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to play. As long as you're getting your medicine, fucking, yeah. that's that's what I advocate for. Right, right, right. Teach their own, right? Well, and now that's they have, saying. like, joint rollers, electric joint rollers. Mm-hmm. That's what I need because I'm not an old school smoker from high school. Um, my husband rolls my joints. That's fine, man. Shout out to the so, husband. No, that was for three real, though. in this episode. <laughs> yeah, buddy. No, yes. He's dope. So, because he was very much that guy that smoked during high school. Yeah. Um, maybe slang a little bit, you know. But, so he that don't smoke anymore, though. That's, like, how's that shit? Like, he don't smoke. He just mixes. He just does kava. So... Fine. He does his kava, which is the root, you know, mm-hmm. and I do my ganja. So, where kava, where uh, kava and ganja make a beautiful combination. <laughs> Seriously, I get some fucking killer kava in the freezer, bro. Shout out to Big Al, man. The Fijian kava, Bruh. That's right. When you said I got some killer, I was like, um, if you don't say it's Fijian, then I don't believe it's killer. Oh, that. F- Fucker, bro. My tongue Fijian feels like it's three times as fat. Fire. Oh. Right. That's Fiji Kava? Fiji Kava. From Dillingham? No, uh, f- from Al Maderis. I wonder if he got him from over there, though. I, I think know. he got him from... Shout out to Al, man. Fuck, that shit was... I, I held it. like I went through all the other Avas, but that one, that one stayed in there. I was like, this fucking thing is bad. Can you microdose Ava? Why would you? Actually, I feel like one time we got Ava pills 
from like a GNC or someplace as like a supplement. And I took a couple and I fell asleep. Like it just put me out, bro. I was like, yeah, done. Not fun. No enjoyment. No medicinal purpose. It was like too fast to hit you then. Too concentrated, maybe. Yeah. Because I drank one whole gallon one night and I was fucking. Oh, that was good. I get like the shit. I was just gonna say the next day must have been vicious. Like that was during COVID. We were all fucking drinking. It's like a colonoscopy, man. Oh, kava uh, is normal on our side, but even for me, I'm just like, <laughs> my dad. Then my, it's funny. My dad's like your boy name is Kava Man, but that had to do with DJing. So um, I grew up with my dad DJing. He DJed for like different radio stations, FM 100, 104.3. Nice. Like he'd have his own like segments. Oh yeah. Who's your um, dad? Like when was he a DJ? You know, maybe you don't want to say. This is when I was little. I mean, we asked <laughs> so 90s, in the beginning. Well, we know can ask. You know yeah. what I mean? Never said. Uh, sorry. So. No, yeah. no, no. You're good. Um, but yeah. In the nineties. Yeah. Tell us off a- after we power record. Absolutely. But as far as we know, my dad is the first to put um, hip hop behind Polynesian music. Like there were people. You in, might know your dad. Like yes. the islands, islands. Um, Samoa, Tonga, who would come and we're like, we heard your stuff, you know, there. And my dad was just like, what the hell? Like, he's just, he was just doing his thing, you know, and I was so little, but he was heavy into his DJing, like, all my life, especially my childhood, so. I'm really curious now. It's Fiji. But yeah, sorry. Kava man. But don't guess, because you don't want to make it. Oh, no, 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 She could tell us after. No. Oh, that's so funny. No. That's my dad's tonguing. Remember, I saw my dad is tonguing. My mom's tonguing. Yeah, my dad's tonguing. Yeah. I was like, bra. Now Fijian. I did <laughs> open like, for I'm Fiji, Korean. though. Talking about Fiji. Fun fact, I opened for him because I won brown bags my sophomore year. And so Fiji had a concert at BYU at the CAC. And this is my sophomore year. So it was me, a girl from Kaimuki, and a girl from a different school who all won like our brown bags that opened for him. It was so cool. And we're all women. Or girls. Oh. Nice. The thunder in the I know, it's crazy. That's nice. crazy. That's so I was just going to ask, what is that thunder. song? That's very interesting. It's the storm. It's a storm, storm called Clara. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So. Oh, did she do that on purpose? She's Auntie Clara. an asshole. Auntie Clara. Auntie Clara's an asshole. Hi, Auntie. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we'll share some of this. Um stuff pony popo with you after shout out to my classmate Naya. If there's chocolate in the pony popo my auntie is gonna croak dead so don't uh, no there's no chocolate it's just okay. the um the kulolo stuffed pony popo okay yeah she's fine yes she ain't getting none though fuck her <laughs> so it's it's not my auntie it's no i know i know okay. i'm just all it's right, your neighbor right. yeah i don't want to come off as like a total asshole no, of course, she's of like, course. she leaves this home not knowing she's no, driving home just, with her husband like Fucking guy was an asshole, bro. Oh, that you know no, oh my gosh! Auntie? Oh my gosh! No, I'm being, I'm being sarcastic. Okay, I'm just it. saying, like, you missed the yes. joke, bro. Yes, you I just have to reiterate, kill that though. with kindness. But like, here you go, auntie. Here's some Kololo stuff, funny popo. Fuck You're that. welcome. Poker with a stick through the cage. Shut okay. up. I'm just kidding. You I'm keep your kidding. auntie in a cage? I do. Oh my she's god. So, she's so furry, dude. Like, fucking, I wouldn't trust her outside. She gets, she gets into the trash. Hurry. Dude, she pees. What? Dude, she's such a naughty, <laughs> naughty one. All right. Should we wrap this thing up? Yeah, man. I think it's getting kind of late. We've been going for a while. For sure. 
Is there anything you want to say to close it out? Like, do you want people to know your, or you said it earlier, Instagram, so we can follow oh, you I and so you can spread your message. <clears throat> Help us it's break the stigma. Yes, no, absolutely. Um, I started my page through, like, with my journey, with content from my journey last year of, like, going through, I want to call it, like, my shadow season with, like, my spiritual awakening. And so it was it was a medicine heavy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is now me shifting into um, more education or sharing, <clears throat> sharing about it in different, I want to just not be be different but intentionally different in this space and this space is still very very young if you think about it um the ganja space as far as business goes just in general with like acceptance it's still a very very infant stage so just wanting to set that intention differently in this space now while it's like starting to grow because i love following um just content creators in general but there are so many beautiful beautiful benefits that i feel like aren't talked about enough from ganja in a spiritual aspect that can like help awaken us all Mm -hmm. in different ways (coughs) true back in the day was looked at as more as a spiritual sacrament push it don't tap it i'm putting it out i don't want any more of this i don't know how we're gonna do Pass this around, thing so um, save i'm glad there's there's people like you out there that's looking at it through that lens because like 90 percent of people get washed out with again talking about the western society and straight economics in the plant there's a lot more to it than that you know yes people get compensated fairly i truly believe but losing touch of that is what's fucking what's up you know what i mean like the fact that she's looking at it as a sacred sacrament, that's how it should be. And let's keep that intact. Yeah. Excuse me. And what about you? Where can people find you? Well, Garden Supply, 94150, Leo Leo Street. <coughs> <My> power, <Hawaii>. <laughs> yeah. And uh, shall we do our sponsors? IG, the oh, Grogu sorry, Hawaii. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, shout out to Mills. Mills pays the bills. The best nutrient line out there. I'm taking good care of your boy over here and Brother Eric and the crew. So shout out to Mills, giving us a shot when no one did. Millsnutrients.com. And then Small Kind High by Solidify. Taking your flour and turning it into edible solutions. In case you don't want to smoke like this. You just rather eat it. There you go. Delicious, Mm -hmm. delicious. They have a little gummy drop coming out. Oh, yeah, that's right. Check Check out. out... Instagram for that shit. Shout out to Meat Lux. <coughs> Quality beef from certified farms in Japan. Um, if you want to get your good slices of Wagyu and all things culinary, um, hit up Meat Lux at Meat Lux on IG. Yeah. And shout out to Brutal Mars Arts. Brutal Mars Arts. I felt like I said that the too brutalist. fast the first time. Like people are not going to hear that. One more time. Brutal Mars Arts for the logo. Hit them up for graphic design. There's other typography, vector graphics, logos, all that shit. You can design and help you out. Pretty sick. Yep. And again, where can people find you on the social medias? (coughs) 
Oh. It's just Insta. Ganja Goddess 777. Oh, 777. Well, seven <laughs> is, um, yeah, seven is my lucky number. Like I angel guess. numbers and stuff? Well, <clears throat> well, the seven itself is like my life path number. So, and then the seven of clubs is my cardiology card. But that's all like my spirituality shit. You know, <laughs> like I said, I'm trying to f- like find that. Um, it's still, it's so funny because all this is happening and I'm like, feeling so inadequate or like, no, I'm not ready yet to speak or I'm not ready to like be out there yet because I don't have X, Y, and Z done yet. I don't have like, I'm just figuring out what I actually want to like start posting. Um, And so, yeah, but it's really going to start gearing into that, but not just that because I'm also a mom. I don't want it to just be one thing too Mm because we are amazing human beings Mm -hmm. by having like our brilliant brains like we're all like multifaceted you Mm -hmm. know what i mean Mm -hmm. so no caps always but um as far as like limiting ourselves on anything Mm. so hell yeah no caps you mean no lies i said you said no caps. I said no caps always, and I meant that no lies, no caps as far as like limiting us, restrictions, oh. like always, like that's why I paused because like oh. wait, some people might interpret it. I was wrong. thinking like oh, like I know youth slang, no caps. I'm good at this right. shit, man. Oh, no shit, cap. I, Sorry, fuck. that's why I paused. Said always, you know, because like <laughs> trying to be cool. Uh, old, how the fuck did I know that? Trying man. to be cool, old dad, and I like sat all quiet and shit. Overdid it. Sorry, sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad, youths. <laughs> I didn't want to say bad. anything. So fucking old. No cap. Sorry, but just the limiting. No yeah. limiting. There is no limit, and that's why I said, like, I feel like our people are we're sleeping on ourselves. Um, our people. Oh my gosh, we are such powerful people. Did you know that we had electricity before the White House? Yeah, at Ilani Palace. Right. So that's why <clears throat> our people again are just such amazing people, and we all have something special about us Mm. and it's that that's what your authenticity is is whatever it is as different and special about you that most likely you'll get clowned on for that's what it is because society tries to fit us into like cookie cutter um molds but we're we're all different none of us not even twins have the same fingerprints you know what i mean so yeah hell yeah right on the greatest conspiracy is when they convinced us of our true potential or like they hid our true potential from us. That's why they took us over. Cause we Everybody. were gonna... all people, all people. I agree. You're right. All people. In the words of the Naya Bingi, death to all white and black oppressors. But as far as our people, we are so amazing and I just want the best for our people. So yeah, that's everybody. That's a real harsh and violent, aspect that's a love poor all. way to close it out dog yeah say something positive then save us save us well uh save production crew all. production crew where can we find you guys save but naked jesus, jesus christ Instagram. <laughs> save us save us oh my God. turtle doves save us <laughs> <laughs> that's all he does <laughs> he got nothing man he just turned off all the mics <laughs> he got nothing he's all fucking afraid to press you better record. hurry before he all right, well does. Special, <laughs> special shout out to Moon Rabbit HNL for actually bringing a live rabbit in. <laughs> There's a bunny in the in the room, guys. Keeping us. Hopscotch Houdini. Actually survived the clutches of a of a cat neighborhood <gasps> cat. 
So wow. Yeah, there was one that gave himself up like fucking Billy and Predator. Well, let's not end it on that. I was trying to end it on a good. It's not gonna survive. Cute bunny. Now we're talking about dead. Death the bunnies. Somebody say something positive. Um, Jungle Cup, man. Fucking check Let's us out. Go. Say what's up and say what's up. Say sauce on this podcast. Got a free fucking pack of seeds. Good vibrations to everybody yes, at the event. event. You know that every day, like 2,000, like 200,000 acres of rainforests are cut down. And then come back down to the negative. What a dick. Did you know the number one cat, number one killer of cats is feline AIDS? Do you know that a mink coat's made out of wow. mink fur? Wow. Duh. I know, just fucking joking. I don't know. Like this. Yeah. Oh, look at that cute bunny. Oh, look at bunny. Oh, all right. Thank you guys for watching. Molly, Thank you for joining so us. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. All right, you guys. Cop it out. Peace.